All right, guys, welcome back to Yinzer's Talking Sports. My name's Brandon. This is my co-host, Jeff. What's happening, man? Nothing. Still surviving the Florida heat. I think well, it hit close to 100 today. Nice. When, when did normally, like, I know my grandparents used to go down after Thanksgiving uh, when it was cold in Pennsylvania. But when's it, like, for you, when do you get a break? Uh, November. Okay, that's about right. Yeah. And they say October, I say November. It My brain is still like 80, right? Well, I mean, so right now it's about 96 degrees during the day and about 81 at night. Okay. And it's humid. It's I a bit sticky like... out. So, uh, the highs, hopefully, this year they're calling for, they're calling for a real bad El Nino, so it's going to um, be cold. Yeah, I think I heard that. So they're calling for really cold here, and what that means here is like 60s, maybe some 50s. Well, who knows? My heart bleeds uh, for you. I'm just, I'm praying. <laughs> Come on, El Nino. Yeah, I think I heard, I read something about that a little while ago. I think it means uh, like more snow here. For once, which we didn't really have a winter last year or two, so that'd be cool. It's going to be bad for you guys. Yeah. Well, sticking I with know. the hot boys of summer, Pirates played today. They did pull out the win. They split with Atlanta, um, a four-game split, which they fought a four-game split with Milwaukee, two first-place clubs. So got to feel pretty good about that. Keep Ryan Hayes. The, guy, the kid is hot. Yes, he is. Uh, Key Bryant's been kind of the whipping boy for the uh, Pirate fans uh, for his performance and, and the injury. But the past week, him and his co-whipping boy, Brian Reynolds, have really uh, started to carry the offense a little bit, which is good because they need it. Pirates fans are fickle, so, you know. Some of the I'd stuff, start out there. What's that? We haven't, done our, we haven't done our comment thing we were talking about doing yet, but, like, the other night, I guess, I, and we talked off air, Atlanta's lineup is stacked. It's really, I mean, we pitched yeah, Keller are. and Priester and the young guys, you know, but, like, the the other night when Bednar blew a save, he's an all-star closer. Um, you know, blew a save. People online were like, we should have traded him at the deadline. We should have, you know, traded him in the offseason, get rid of him. He blew one to the maybe the best team in baseball. To me, the most complete team is Atlanta. I agree. Um, I agree with that. But it's like the stuff, you can't have a bad game with Pirate fans. I, and I get the no. frustration. Like, I get it. I'm a fan, too. I'd like to see him win a series. But you can't. Like, holy cow. Pittsburgh's a tough city, boy. Tough yeah, city. it is. Um, But, it, but anyway, um. The pitching's up and down, but it's really, like I said, hard to... Um, Quinn Priester went four innings, but I think he gave up four runs against that lineup. Um, what was that? Oh, okay. I was like... I was like um, today, we used a great Billy Falter. Falter, uh, they just got from Philadelphia pitch today. Uh, he went four innings. But the impressive thing to me is that most of these games, they've been down. They should have won three out of four. Talked about Bednar the other night. But they've come back from like 4 nothing two, three times now. I have to be in a position late to win it. 
and today they did. So really cool. I think they're getting better. I do think they're getting better. The youth movement seems to be in the right direction. They've, uh, you know, they've retired the old guys, so the young guys are stepping up. Catching the kids, man. And and the other news <laughs> I prepared front, yeah. well, two things I'll mention real quick before. I know you want to talk to Steelers. Um, it sounds like O'Neill Cruz will be back in September. And again, there's people saying, well, we'll just hold him out for the year, but I think he'll be a designated hitter. I mean, maybe a game or two a week at shortstop, you know. But I think they want him swinging a bat against major league pitching before the end of the year. So we got that to look forward to. And um, Paul Skeens made his debut today, uh, won an inning for the rookie league team, um, yeah. retired all three batters with strikeout. They said he was hitting 101. Damn. Um, yeah, so that that's exciting too because um, this team's about the future. So. But I agree. Still got some games Cincinnati this weekend. Um, also this weekend, starting tomorrow night, Steelers Tampa. Take it away. Well, yeah, there's you know I'm I'm looking forward to the Steelers Tampa game. I was supposed to go, but now I'm not, so I'm a little bummed. But you know, I'll watch it on TV like everybody else. So I want to talk about some Steelers that are making some. Uh, Headway in training camp, we've got uh, McFarlane. He's kind of like the lost running back on the roster. Uh, he's in year three. He hasn't done much until now. But apparently it's starting to click for him. He's doing a lot of big plays. He's been hard to stop. He's been really great on backers for his uh, first running back drill. Um, they say right now he's the best guy on the field for running backs. He wow. he's got the speed, agility, he looks crisp. So uh, that's yeah, something I, good to hear. Yeah, I, th- I saw uh, what Tomlin said. He's been improving every year, so um, you know that's good. And you always need depth at running back, you know, inevitably. And I think this year we're going to see a lot out of Washington very soon. Uh, you know, he's such a massive guy, six seven. Um, he looks like he's playing with little kids on the field. I mean, that's what he looks like. And he's burning. He doesn't look fast, but he's burning people. So I think you're going to see him more in red zone and maybe over in the middle a little bit. But you're going to see him a lot more than I actually thought you would. Um, and apparently he's, he's a ferocious blocker. I mean, he's been leveling people. Which takes me to someone else. Kendrick Green. The long, lost center we had that we picked in the third round and didn't play at all last year. He's made their move to fullback and he has looked good. He's got some agility. The kid's kind of quick. He was pretty fast. I forget what his stats were at the combine, but, uh, he was in like the top 10%. So he's been just a road grader. And he actually proved he could catch the ball too, which hey, amazing. You know, I always, like when, when players are willing to uh, to switch positions to get more opportunities, I think that's commendable. And when they do it well, but you don't always see, I mean, Tim Tebow at tight end didn't make the team. I, I like, I'm a Tebow guy, so, but, um, but this guy, Kendrick Green, is apparently playing well, so 
I, I was a Tebow guy until we lost to them in the playoffs, but whatever, we'll let that go. That's actually what made me a Tebow guy because I'm like, oh. that, that was the game of his life. And I, yeah, I never understood all the hate for him, but the game of his life in the playoffs, I was stunned. Like, I never in a million years thought he beat us, but. Um, I think everyone was stunned. Yeah, I think he was stunned. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to move on to Nick Herman. Um, they said, Nick, uh, I think Tomlin's, Tomlin's quote the other day was, uh, a bad man you wouldn't want to meet in a phone booth. Nice. Um, he has been laying people out. His speed rush is ridiculous. Um, and he's got a lot of flexibility. So, um, they're kind of comparing him to Anthony Barr, uh, which okay. is another I mean, Anthony Barr is a great linebacker, so yeah, we're big things from him. Um, who else? Calvin Austin. I can't say enough about this kid. I love you know, Austin. Hurt his ankle last year, out the whole year. All I can say is fast, fast. Oh, yeah, and fast. Um, the kid has been burning people down the field. I looked at some of his uh Catch distances, and he's been just blowing people 40, 50, 60 yards, just blowing right down the field. He still needs to work on his route tree a little bit, but he's been looking pretty crisp, and uh, he should be a deep threat from day, deep threat from day one. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see that. Um, he's one of the players I'm, uh, I missed last year, but I forget who it was. Somebody said he's easily the fastest player on the team. Um, so, oh, he is, apparently. I hope he can return kicks, honestly. I'm not a big uh, gunner, however he says last name, Oshesky or whatever. I'm not a big fan of his. He didn't play well for us last year, but. Um, Pickett likes him, though. Gunner's been yeah, playing better. Pickett's really getting a little bit of a. Uh, I don't know. He's getting real comfortable with him. So, yeah. hell, I want to go back to Kendrick Green. I need Ben Roethlisberger to climb off his back. He's been he's been trolling the Steelers for picking Kendrick Green and then turning him into a fullback, which I think is a little unfair. The kid just wants a job, and if he can do the job, great. Well, I mean, this is the time to experiment. I mean, I don't see him. Uh, um, he's not going to take Connor Hayward's job. I don't think. Um, I mean, no, Connor played really well down the stretch. Connor Haywood looks to be more like a, kind of like they called it the do-it-all Swiss Army knife. Yeah. A little bit of H-back, a little bit of fullback, a little bit of tight end. He's pretty good on special teams. Um, he can catch the ball. I mean, so that kid's got a job. Yeah. Kendrick yeah, Green isn't going to take his to... job. Like, um, and I look, Ben's connected. I mean, I'm sure he's talking to people, but I, I like I said, I think it's a time to experiment, and you got to see it in game time. So we'll see that tomorrow night how it looks. Um, which, real quick, uh, Kenny Pickett says he's going to play as long as they tell him, as long as they allow him to. So, uh, we mentioned that they hadn't really said that uh, last time we recorded. So it does sound like all the starters are going to be in there tomorrow night, at least for a series or two. I would be shocked if Pickett goes more than two two quarters. 
I would be shocked. I'm not. I don't. Because what they got him, have, Allen Rudolph, and then the uh, the fourth guy, the kid from Minnesota or whatever. Um, I like him. I can't remember his name, but I like him. I would take him over Rudolph any day of the week. I think. Well, unless if he blows him out of the water, I could see them. I mean, I think the plan they want to hide him on the practice squad. Uh, but I, dude, nobody expected Rudolph back. So like that's kind of. Well, Rudolph is back because he knows the system. They don't have to teach him anything. Right. I mean, he just, I feel like you've seen the best of Rudolph. I don't feel like he's going to come out there and do anything you've never seen before. So I think we've seen the best of Rudolph. We know what we have. Yeah. He's been on the roster a long time. And I feel like he hasn't done enough. Hey, he just doesn't have that killer instinct, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's a backup quarterback. I don't think, like, I think he could be serviceable as a backup. Like, I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl. Um, I think he could fill in and win a couple games here and there. But, um, yeah, he's like a Josh Dobbs. I think he'll go away and come back. I think I do think he'll end up somewhere else, maybe next Dude, year. All, I can, all I'm going to say about that is, Duck Hodges won some games too, so I'm gonna leave hey, it at that. Duck Hodges is winning life. You see, he's like dating that hot country singer too. So, oh, whatever. I mean, he turned he turned like a five interception national TV game against the Bills, and just like just showing up into into like they, I mean, that chick's hot too. Like, I don't know. This guy, no one even heard of him. No one's ever gonna see him on a football field again. Couple months. Maybe you never know. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna end this with Broderick Jones. I think. Well, I'm gonna. I I, I am gonna mention George Pickens, but Broderick Jones is starting to impress. Good. Is it enough to take over Dan Moore's spot? I doubt it. I expect to see Dan Moore day week one as a starter. I think Jones will eventually get in there, but. Right now, it's Dan Moore's job, and I don't think he's going to let it go. He's not going without a fight. They might be able to move him to the other side. Now, the last thing I'll say, George Pickens, everyone's calling him an alien. I mean, so, but every practice, he makes a highlight catch. He's like the Odell Beckham. Someone said, I read that somewhere. The Odell Beckham of catches. I mean, in every practice, he's made some kind of highlight reel catch. The sky so, seems to be the limit, so I hope we do get, like, an Odell out of him. So we're going to see all these people tomorrow night, so tune in, and yeah. uh, hopefully we get to see how bad Baker Mayfield truly is. It, dude, it sounds like I he's, hope he's better, but I like no. Baker, but I, know I don't do. know. Hey, um, real quick, we'll play a game here before we go. Now, ESPN put out um, the the most guaranteed money per year at every position. So we'll say some positions. We'll do the three-year average, the annual per year for a three-year average. See if you can pick who the top guys are. All right, who do you think the quarterback is? Average? Yeah, like a three-year average, um, what they're going to make a year over three years. Eight million? Well, no. Who's who's the player? Guess the player. Oh, who's the player? Okay. Um, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. No, it's gonna be. 
Justin Herbert <clears throat> averaging fifty three million a year for the next three years. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> now here's here's going to be a fun one for us. Uh, running back, who do you think the top running back is next three years? I mean, as far as money goes, not performance. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's still unsigned. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey averaging seventeen million. For some reason, I I think I knew that one, but I thought I you were going Henry. No. Um. Okay, wide receiver. This one's kind of tough. I don't think you would expect this. Uh, let's see. Wide receiver. Uh, you got me. I don't know. Cooper Cup from the Rams. Really? $26.7 million. Hey, so I thought you were going to say before Todd Gurley. I think Gurley signed a big contract, didn't he? Yeah, that's why running backs don't get paid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's one that I don't – tight end. Now, I don't think you'll get this. I don't think anybody would guess this. But Thielen? Darren Waller from the New York Giants making more than Kittle, Mark Andrews, um, Goddard, uh, wow. Kansas City, Kelsey. Um, let's see, what else? Okay. I mean, we could, uh, let's see. Okay, the, the um, highest for an edge rusher. Edge rusher. Oh, man. I'd like to say Derek Watt, but it ain't uh, T.J. Watt, but it ain't him. It's T.J. Watt. All right, I got one. Making $30.5 million a year on average. I feel like I hit the lottery on that one. Um, let's see. Who else we got? Um... I'll do so. Let's see, we uh, safety. Who's the top safety? Ooh, I don't. I, I beats me. Well, number two is Minka Fitzpatrick, but number one is Derwin James uh, for San Diego, nineteen point six million. And we'll do one more here just to wrap it up today. Um, because I, to me, this one might be easy. Kicker. Uh, the uh, the guy from the Ravens, yeah, <laughs> that never misses. Six point two million. Chris Boswell is number three on that list. I should have known that Derwin James. I liked him at Florida State. They kick him yeah. ball. Yeah, I like Derwin too. Well, so. I, I I knew it wasn't Minka. The way you said, it, I knew it wasn't Minka. Yeah, he's. I you know I think it was Minka though for like. A minute until Derwin James got his new contract. Well, a minute, yeah. As I was flipping through something, I turned on the TV today. Guess what I was? Guess what was on that I ended up watching for about a half hour? Rocky. The Hernandez story. Oh, on Netflix. I don't know whether it was Netflix or Samsung TV or what the hell it was, but Aaron Aaron Hernandez. Well, I watched the uh, Netflix documentary when it came out. That's so it wild. looks like it looked like the looked like they couldn't do anything for him. You know, they had they had your boy, they had uh, the Penalty Brothers reading 
Ele deve Vai ter... morrer esse homem. <risos> Ele se sente. Ele se sente. <risos> I mean, you know, it's hard to control a bisexual gangster. Like, what do you do for these guys? Life. <laughs> uh, well, that's it, man. Yeah, let's wrap it up on Thug Life. Yeah, so, so hopefully we'll be talking about how bad the Bucks got beat on our next podcast. I hope so. So I'm Jeff, and this is Brandon. Take care, we'll, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching. See ya. There we go. That was fun. I had a 